Last week we heard a little bit about tax collectors when the gospel lesson included Jesus' parable of a Pharisee and a tax collector going up to the temple to pray. As we learned then, in Jesus' society, tax collectors were widely regarded as collaborators with the Roman occupiers of Palestine and very corrupt to boot. In today's gospel lesson, we encounter another tax collector, not as a character in a parable, but in the real person, Zacchaeus, who climbs a sycamore tree to see Jesus over the crowd gathered around him. When Jesus came to the place, says Luke chapter 19, verse 5, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome him. But all who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Instead of treating Zacchaeus as the man he was, Jesus treated him as the man he wanted him to become. Jesus knew that Zacchaeus was a sinner, but loved him anyway, for Jesus was the savior of sinners. Recall from last week what Martin Luther said in the 1518 Heidelberg Disputation about the love of God, that in contrast to human love, the love of God does not find, but creates that which is pleasing to it. Sinners are attractive because they are loved. They are not loved because they are attractive. Jesus' love for Zacchaeus is evident in the way he treats him. As a man at whose home he would be honored to stay. And Zacchaeus being treated honorably begins to behave honorably. Being loved, he begins to act lovably. He becomes attractive to those around him, promising half his possessions to the poor and anyone he defrauded, a payback of four times the amount he had cheated them. Sometimes what people need is for us to treat them not as the people they are, but as the people we hope them to be, the people they could become. It doesn't always work, of course. In our fallen world, some people don't respond honorably to honorable treatment. And none of us acts honorably, lovingly, kindly all the time, regardless of how well we're treated. There are times when rehabilitation is not effective or possible, and the best we can do is stop the harm and remove the threat. But Jesus' treatment of Zacchaeus reminds us that, A, like Zacchaeus, we are sinners whom God loves and whose sin he came to take on himself. And B, that God's love makes us worthy of one another's love. And we need reminding of that, even if we think we know it already. Because it's one thing to know it, and another to live it, concretely, day to day, with the sinners around us. To welcome their presence, to remember that we too are sinners, and like them, loved and redeemed by God. 
Zacchaeus' actions are also a reminder of what repentance looks like. It's not just saying sorry. It's repairing the damage and recompensing the victim of our sin to the extent possible. It's adopting an attitude of generosity, confident of God's richness toward us. One thing that's notable and perhaps unexpected about the story of Zacchaeus is that Jesus doesn't invite Zacchaeus to be his guest. No, Jesus invites himself to be Zacchaeus' guest, making himself the guest of a notorious sinner. That's odd not only because it doesn't follow Emily Post's etiquette guide for guests, but also because we usually think of ourselves as guests at the Lord's table, not vice versa. But Jesus making himself the guest of Zacchaeus underscores the personal nature of the relationship that God desires to have with us. Now, personal does not mean private. It means close, conscious, meaningful, and consequential for our lives. It means God desires our attention. And that attention is part of what it means to believe in God. As we heard two weeks ago in the words of Anglican priest and Oxford University philosopher Austin Farrer, the recipe for believing is just to get the object in focus and to attend steadily to it. Believing is not so much a matter of exertion as it is of attention. Attention to that guest of sinners, Jesus Christ, God himself. It's in this spirit that in a common table prayer before meals we say, Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. God is eager to join us in our everyday lives, to be part of our households, to sit and spend time with us. Of course, he invites us to his table too. But we often forget that he wants to join us at ours. Talk about humility. And what a mystery and privilege it is that God would be our guest. Not only did God become one of us in Jesus Christ and bear our sins to the cross, but he wants to sit at our tables and inhabit our homes. To be not just a hero and an object of worship, but a friend in communion with us. That is how intimate and personal God's love for us is. And the prospect of having Jesus as a guest at our table, on our computer, in our bank account, is more than a little intimidating. It means that, like Zacchaeus, we need to clean up our act and mend our ways. It means that God wants more than church attendance from us. He wants to inhabit our homes and to be at home there, to have the run of the place, even the parts of our lives that we would rather keep fenced off. For as we know from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, our lives are not our own. We were bought with a price and belong to God our Redeemer.
On this Reformation Sunday, it's fitting that we recall that God does not desire sacrifices of appeasement from us, but to dwell in and among us, and for us to dwell in Him, to inhabit our homes and to eat at our tables, and we at His. Living our faith in this way, may what Paul said of the Thessalonians also be said of us. That is, we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Thanks be to God, the willing and even eager guest of sinners like us.